Hey there, listeners. Thanks again for tuning in to Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Today, we're going to be talking about the second death of Edie and Violet Bond by Amanda Glaze. Uh, this novel follows two historical figures, um, Edie and Violet Bond. They did actually exist um, in the late 19th century during the whole surge of the media movement. You know, when people used to have seances and get around and do all that kinds of stuff, right? The Bond twins, they are mediums. They pretend to be mediums in a tour, but, I mean, they actually are mediums. One of them can cross over to the veil. One of them can invite spirits to inhabit their body. So they're both sides of the coin, which is really interesting. (sighs) I have a lot of mixed feelings about this book. I loved the premise, and I did like the commentary on women's rights. I think it's really relevant to today's issues, how they talk about women's rights and the place of a woman in the world and how at times it is treated lesser than a man's role in the world. So I did enjoy the satire. I did enjoy uh, the commentary. However, I kept reading this book and I kept waiting for something to happen. And unfortunately, it just took way, way too long to really develop as a story. The book's catalyst is supposed to be the death of the Bond sister's mother. That is supposed to be the catalyst of the novel. However, it just seems kind of just like this fact that happened. It doesn't seem like it's as important as the ending does show you to be, to the point where I often forgot about it. It seemed inconsequential to me as I was reading the story. That is until probably midway through the story, and Edie's discovering, hey, that spirit that's responsible for my mother's death, it's still alive and it's still out there. I need to hunt it down. There we go. And I finally thought, yay, something's finally going to happen with this story. No, again, no. It sort of like switches, and now it's all about, I need to find my missing friend. Why are women going missing? What's the mystery with the father? It almost seems like the story, they all connect, don't get me wrong. By the end of the novel, all these different mysteries do connect to one another. That's good. However, as the story is going and as it's moving forward, it does seem to lack some sort of cohesion. It lacks some fluidity to it, to the point where, for me, when I was reading it, I felt like I was being pulled in different directions. And a lot of the things that are supposed to be important for the story, for the plot, again, seemed very inconsequential to me. They seemed very, I was able to forget them. They were forgettable moments in the story. So. I just kept reading it, and I just kept waiting for something, something to happen. I'm just like, okay, when is something finally going to happen? When is something finally going to happen? That was me as I was reading the book. And that's really unfortunate, because I really did want to enjoy the story. That being said, one of my other hindrances with this novel was Edie herself. Oh my god. Edie, I get it. You feel responsible for your mother's death. I understand. She literally keeps so many secrets from her twin sister. 
and she lies to her sister to the point where I totally understand why Violet like snaps at her. It's just like, can you just be honest with your sister? First of all, she's putting her sister in more danger by not being honest with her and just telling her, hey, this is what happened. You know, enough time has passed that I think she can finally be honest with her sister, especially with her sister just being like, Edie, come on, just tell me. Just tell me what's going on. Just tell me what's going on with you. And Edie just continues and continues to lie to Violet and keep secrets from her until literally the end of the story, probably the last 50 pages. It's just like, yay, because your sister is, sister's life is in mortal danger. You're finally being honest. Like, I just wanted to slap her half the time. I just wanted to yell at her and be like, oh my God, can you just be honest with her, please? That was me and I was reading it. And it was the most frustrating feeling for me. And I hate being frustrated with characters when I'm reading a book. I really do. Because I feel like I can't really connect at that point. I feel like I, as a reader, cannot connect to the characters because they are just so frustrating and so annoying to me. So, <laughs> I did like how everything wrapped up at the end and everything was tied together nicely with a neat little bow. I just wish that fluidity and cohesion had lingered throughout the rest of the story. It's great when you have commentary. It's great when you have satire. But that's not the plot of the story. You know, I remember the satire and the commentary more than I actually remember the actual plot of the story. And that's what's frustrating to me, especially when you have a character who's so just, ugh, I just wanted to slap her half the time. I really did want to slap her. So, I'm going to go ahead and give The Second Death of Edie and Violet Blonde, Bond, three out of five stars. I just, I could not, ugh, God, she was so annoying. <laughs> she really was so annoying to me so three out of five stars um if you want to check out the book and give it your two cents i will include links in the description of the podcast where you can purchase the book two of the links are affiliate links and do help me out the bookshop.org one and the amazon.com um you can also become a supporter by liking this podcast and sharing it with all your book loving friends or by making a one-time donation to my Buy Me a Coffee or Anchor FM, my recording platform. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day, and as always, happy reading.